All right, it's time for another episode of Stolen Droids Podcast. I'm Zoner. I'm Jake. And we're back, and there's no Colin. No Colin. Yeah, no Colin. We got Jake filling in. It was better than me doing solo, because, you know, nobody <laughs> likes that. Although, we did get a message from Glue saying that he appreciated the episode. So, thank you for that, Glue. I do appreciate that. Awesome. Yeah, that is that is good to hear, because... <laughs> I hate doing solo episodes more than just about anything. Although I've had some stuff happen in the last few days that I hate even more than that. But we're not going to get into that. No, probably not. Because nobody wants to hear about that. But yeah, it is. uh, It's good to have you, Jake. Thank you. uh, Yeah, my pleasure. For filling in here at the last minute. You know, Colin was going to join us. Uh, He texted me saying, hey, I'm on a flight and it got delayed. And then, of course, you know, as luck would have, his plane exploded somewhere over the Rockies. Yeah, that sounds like Colin's luck. I mean, you know, that's I'm always happy to fill in whenever Colin dies. Yeah. And, you know, if you didn't hear about it on the news and stuff, that's probably okay because, you know, the government tries to keep those things quiet. Yeah, definitely a cover up for sure. Yeah. And. You know, it's it, it's all because of the whole Mac conspiracy thing. And if you haven't heard about that, it's because it's a conspiracy. Apple's Apple's really trying to keep this suppressed because their hard drives are exploding and it ties into his hard drive failing. Yeah. Well, I've, yeah, I've had I've had three Mac hard drives explode this week. Yeah, well, that's I not mean- true. It's it's only been two. (laughs) Yeah. It just sucks, doesn't it? It just sucks. It's it's been a bad week there. But, you know, it has been a good week. Uh, We've got Comic-Con that has has just happened. But we're not going to really touch on that because Colin is actually going to resurrect himself uh, down in the Texas area. And I say the Texas area like it's just a small little. Yeah, the, the, the small Texas area there. Yeah. yeah. But he, he's actually going to be, be going to be resurrecting himself not far from where I live here in the next uh, few hours. And so we will be having some some recording time with, uh, I guess, his ghost or something. It's going to be kind of spooky. But and it's not even Halloween. Bring back the old SD files, huh? Oh, that could be fun. That could be fun with with a live actual ghost, a live ghost. Is that like a thing? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I think that's the right term. A live ghost. Okay, yeah, it's it's kind of sense. Kind of like when you wake up dead. Yeah, there you go. That could be a good podcast name, like "Live from the Land of the Dead" or I don't know, De- "Living Dead." I don't know. That, that that's like I, a I had nowhere. I had nowhere. Yeah, I think Living Dead is a movie. <laughs> I had nowhere that I was really going with that, so we'll just pretend it never happened. You just eject and and let's yeah. move on. But you know, talking about movies, uh, we do have some movie news. And since you are host of Movies That Make Us podcast, oh, that's true. Yeah, I thought it would be appropriate to talk about a few movies. Okay. And so, uh, Terminator is one of those films that. I think has influenced, I don't even know how many different sci-fi films throughout the last, what, 30 years? Mm-hmm. Came out in, what, 1984, I think? Yeah, yeah, I think that's when the first one came out. And, you know, not only did we get to see a naked Arnold Schwarzenegger, but mm-hmm. we were introduced to the whole concept of time travel and, you know, 
altering the future. And it, it really, it really kind of laid the groundwork for a lot of, a lot of the movies that came afterwards. I'm not sure if it was the first one to do it, but it was definitely one of the most successful and most impactful, at least for me. Yeah, I think, I mean, Terminator obviously set a lot of standards. Um, Terminator 2, probably even more so. I think it did even better at the box office and the special effects were outstanding. And I think that was my first exposure to the Terminator series. Like uh, T2 Judgment Day came out and I saw that. And then found out there was like an original Terminator movie. And I don't know why I didn't make that connection. It was Terminator 2. So obviously there was an original one. But but that was the one I think that I remember the most growing up was Terminator 2. And that came out what? In 91, I think? Yeah, 91. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I remember very well when that came out and thinking to myself, I that that summer I was actually down in, in St. George, Utah, spending it with my cousins and thinking to myself, oh man, I got to go see that. And. My mom and my aunt were all, no, that's rated R. You're not going to go see it. And yeah, we went and saw it because, you know, <laughs> we're a bunch of, we're a bunch of kids. And yeah, that, that was yeah. back in the day when, you know, kids could still go see rated R movies without having to flash ID or, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It was a lot easier. Nobody really cared. Yeah. No, nobody really cared. But Edward Furlong was one of the main characters of that movie. Yeah. He played John Connor. Yeah, uh, who was Sarah Connor's son and mm-hmm. ultimately went on to lead the resistance. He is, you know, the whole reason that the Terminators were sent back in the original to kill Sarah Connor was, you mm-hmm. know, they got to stop this kid from being born. Right. Well, on the first day of Comic-Con, uh, they had their Terminator Dark Fate panel. Mm-hmm. And there's a few things that are notable about this movie. First of all, producer James Cameron is back. Yep. Which I think is is huge. You know, over the last, I don't know, couple decades, I haven't really been a fan of much that he's done. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of the Avatar movie. Um, yeah. And of course, that's all up in everybody's consciousness now because of Endgame surpassing it. And everybody's yeah. excited about that. Sure. And I don't know what else he's done. He did Titanic. Um, what else has he done besides Titanic and Avatar? He's produced quite a bit. He's a, um, I'd have to look him up on IMDb, but, but I mean, those are kind of the big three that he's known for, I think, are Avatar, uh, Titanic, and then the Terminator series. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's kind of his, his big three, but yeah, he's, he hasn't really, I mean, he's, been sitting on talking about doing avatar and the sequels to that. And that's finally, I guess happening. Um, but yeah, he hasn't really been involved with Terminator at all. I think since Terminator two, I don't know how much he's done, which I think is really unfortunate because of the fact that, I mean, he created it, I guess to some extent. Yeah. As as much as the, as much as he did and oh sorry everybody's gonna get mad if we don't mention aliens he was involved with aliens oh that's right he was he was (laughs) that's one that everybody's gonna be like what are you talking about aliens yeah sorry yeah aliens but yeah he hasn't really been a whole lot involved with the the other terminator movies since terminator 2 yeah and there's been what like four of them that have come out since then yeah i think so three or four i think it's three 
that have come out between Dark Fate and Judgment Day. Yeah, and there was also the TV show, which I actually mm-hmm. enjoyed. Yep. I, I I thought the TV show was was quite entertaining. I was quite sad to see that canceled. But we've got Linda Hamilton returning as Sarah Connor, which is huge because she hasn't been around since Judgment Day. Right. We've got James Cameron returning as producer, which is huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they also announced that Edward Furlong is going to return as John Connor. Right, which is huge. That is huge because, I mean, the guy has basically fallen off the face of the earth since then. I mean, have you seen pictures of him in the last 10 years? No. I was, I was wondering what he looks like now because yeah, I haven't seen good. anything. Not good, huh? Well, not he, good. Yeah, after Terminator uh, 2, he fell into a lot of addiction issues and, um, you know, like you do in young Hollywood, unfortunately. Yeah. And Especially in the 90s. Yeah. And so he battled a lot of that. Um, I'm hoping that this means that he's kind of gotten his life back on track and this is an opportunity for him to kind of um, get back into the spotlight a little bit. And hopefully he's got his life in order, you know, Um, but who knows? But yeah, he doesn't, he hasn't, he's had a rough life since Terminator 2 for sure. And like you said, I hope that this is an indication that he's kind of, kind of put things back together. Yeah. Because... I mean, you never want to see anybody have to deal with prolonged problems. And, you know, it's tough enough to have to deal with with issues with addiction or whatever short term to have to deal with them for, you know, 20 plus years. That's just tragic. It is. But it's it's all too often the story that you hear. But, you know, every once in a while there is that redemption story. You look at Robert Downey Jr. Oh, yeah. And his struggles and what he's come back from and what he's accomplished since then. So there's always hope. And I, I definitely genuinely hope that this is a good thing for Edward Furlong and that it works out. Yeah. I think it's great news. I think it's huge. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm really hoping that this movie does not suck because the last few Terminators have not been good. Yeah. It it sounds like they're doing this more as a direct sequel to Terminator two, instead of a sequel to what's come between Terminator two and now. And so um, I hope that that means it'll be good, but who knows? You never know. I mean, it's all about making the money, right? And it's got the name and it's got the stars in it. And so whether it's good or not, I think they're just banking on it doing really well at the box office. So as long as it does that, then it's fine. That was the approach that they took with the previous Terminator movies, though, too. Mm-hmm. They kind of just threw it out there. Oh, look, it's a Terminator movie. People will come see it because... The first two Terminator movies were amazing. And so we're going to just ride this horse as long as we can. Right. And unfortunately, I think I saw the third and fourth ones. Mm -hmm. And they were just not good to the point where I don't even recall seeing anything after that. So I'm very excited for this based on who's involved with the project. Yeah, well, and the and the director is Tim Miller, uh, who directed Deadpool, which a lot of people really, really enjoyed. And he said it's going to be an R-rated movie, uh, this new Terminator Dark Fate. So I think, I mean, Deadpool had plenty of action and it had plenty of humor and it was very entertaining and a lot of people really, really liked it. So he may be the right director to, to helm the project and it might be really good. 
Yep. Let's hope. Let's hope. Now, speaking of directors and producers uh-huh. who who know what they're doing, uh, let's move on to some who don't know what they're doing. Okay. Now, Olivia Munn played Psylocke in X-Men Apocalypse, mm-hmm. and she recently did one of those, I, I think it was a GQ uh X-Men Apocalypse, that was the one with Ivan Ooze from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Is that right? As the main bad guy? I think so. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> you know, I did not think that was that good of a movie. No, it was a letdown after um, Days of Future Past, I think. It really personally, was. But- and I liked Days of Future Past. A lot of people said, well, you know, it, it made everything more convoluted. I thought it was fun. Yeah. I'm wondering why... Kitty Pride all of a sudden has like these weird telekinetic like brain time travel powers, but mm-hmm. you know sometimes you just gotta roll with it. Yeah, I'm sure it's connected to her phasing. It makes sense, really. It's all yeah. the same part of the brain. Apparently, it'll be fine. You just phase through time. Uh, that <laughs> isn't isn't that how time travel works? You just phase through the the time space continuum. I think so, yeah. But yeah, she did one of these internet video things where people yeah. ask her questions and and she they're, responds. Yeah, they're really cool. They like you go on different social media sites and people don't know that they're actually interacting with the real celebrity. Um I saw like Nick Offerman did one or Nick Offerman, Nick Offerman did one one time and it was you know, it was awesome to watch him interact with people and answer the questions but yeah so it was a similar thing like i think she went on quora or whatever where people were asking questions and then she was actually answering those questions so and somebody asked uh does it frighten you how crazy some folk get over comic to movie adaptations and her response was a little bit telling she uh, basically said no because i get like that too i think people wouldn't get so crazy if it was just a really great movie and then she went in, went on to uh, say, when I was doing X Men, I was actually surprised that the director uh, and the and the writer didn't even know that Psylocke had a twin brother. And uh, she said, and I had to talk to them about a lot of different things about Psylocke and some other parts of the. Oh shoot, I've got all sorts of video things here going on. Uh, a lot of parts of basically a lot of parts of the X-Men universe that they had no clue about, which, um, yeah, it was uh, other parts of the world that they didn't know. And that, uh, as a fan, uh, I can't see it and I can't listen to it because I'm recording a podcast right now. So, uh, but yeah, we'll put the link to the video up here, but yeah, she, she basically called out the, the producer and the director of the X-Men movies. Uh, Brett Ratner, I think, was the director of that. And the dude who just did uh, Dark Phoenix was the producer. Yeah. I can't even think of the guy's name. It's all right. I've got my handy IMDb tool going You do. And I've got the internet here, so you think that I would be a little bit better prepared. But yet, of course, I'm not. But yeah, I think it's kind of interesting that she basically called out Fox for not knowing what's up with the X-Men. So the director for Apocalypse was Brian Singer. Oh, Brian Singer. Sorry. Yeah. Excuse me. I'm trying to find Dark Phoenix. It was Simon Kinberg. Excuse me. Oh, I forgot that it's not X-Men Dark Phoenix. It's just Dark Phoenix. That's why I couldn't find it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So yeah, she calls out out Brian Singer and and, uh, Simon Kinberg basically... Right there on the internet. She didn't name him. Yeah. But she called him out. 
And, you know, I, I don't know that she was necessarily limiting her comments to them. No. But what are your thoughts on that? I know you're a, you're an X-Men fan. I do like the X-Men. I do think that that's a uh, – Psylocke having a twin brother is – I don't know that that's like a super well-known fact. Like I think there's comic nerds out there and myself included. They're like, oh, yeah, I totally knew that. And that's weird that he's not in the – movies but they can't have every character in there and obviously they're going to take artistic license um i think havoc is actually the younger brother of cyclops not the older brother but with x-men first class they switch that around and uh, and things like that so i get it like movie executives are not going to be super super familiar with everything that's in the comic book universe uh at a fox or at sony or um you know, Paramount or any of those places, really the only place you're going to get that is if you're at a studio that's associated with one of these big comic book um, publishers. Like if you're at Marvel Studios or if you're at Warner, never mind, just at Marvel Studios. I was going to say Warner Brothers too, but they don't get their characters either. <laughs> but, but really, unless you're with Marvel Studios, you're not going to get that same in-depth um, understanding and knowledge. And so I, I can excuse it a little bit. Um, to me, I feel like what she was doing was just firing these shots. You know, she's done with the series, with the franchise. Dark Phoenix was a flop. And she's just kind of, I mean, it's almost like kicking a dead horse in a lot of ways. Like, um, just making a statement like that. I think it was clear Fox didn't understand the characters or get them. But to what extent? I don't know. Brian Singer's a pretty big fan. I I think he got some of the characters pretty good, but yeah, there you go. I mean, he gave us Hugh Jackman as Wolverine and which was the perfect casting and the perfect Wolverine. So I don't know. I have mixed feelings about it. I think it's almost a little bit of bitterness on her part, maybe um, a little bit of gatekeeping almost like, Oh, you don't know this and you're not a true fan. I don't know. Yeah, and she is a she is a pretty big comic book nerd, and so yeah. it does kind of come across as some as some gatekeeping, which you know that's one thing that especially especially girl comic nerds, female comic nerds get oh really boy. upset about. Zoner, what are you going to say right now? I'm so nervous with where you're going with this conversation. Well, no, because you know there's so many um, girl geeks, yeah, that get kept out by by guy geeks. Yeah. Because of the fact that they're girls. Yeah. And to have to have the tables kind of turned, it's ironic. Yeah. And, you know, it just, I don't know. That's, I'm not going to, that, yeah. that's, that's no, just I, it. I wonder if there's a little bit of that there. You know, there's that constant. Uh, I do think that, that girls that get into uh, some of this stuff, comic books, video games, uh, anything that's in the, geekosphere i guess um they do feel this need to constantly have to prove themselves and that's on the other geeks that are in the community right because they are always questioning oh you're only into marvel superheroes because you think thor's hot or you're only into this because your boyfriend's into it or something like that and the reality is there's plenty of girls out there that are into this stuff just because they enjoy it just like any yeah. guys out there yeah um but I do think that just like almost anywhere, they've got to always be proving themselves um, and because 
they are constantly cut down and, and constantly brought down to that level of, well, you're only this because whatever. And so I, I wonder if there's a little bit of that, you know, she's trying to show, look, I really am a legitimate comic book nerd. And it's sad that she has to do that. Yeah, it it really is. It really is. Because, you know, if if you like there the stuff. There shouldn't be a need. Yeah. Yeah. If you like the stuff, good for you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was talking. I had some, uh, a girl actually comment the other night at the grocery store. She was looking at my shirt and it had a whole bunch of DC characters on it. And she she said, you know. I had no idea there were so many DC characters and Mm -hmm. I think it has 27 DC characters, most of which are Batman related Mm -hmm. on it. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, there are not a lot of characters on this shirt to the point where you should be saying, I had no idea there were that many DC characters. Yeah. And I, I asked her, I said, so are are you a Marvel fan then? She said, yeah, I am. I said, do you read the comics? She said, no, I, I just watched the movies. I said, okay, cool. And, and that was pretty much it, you know? Yeah. Good for her, you know? She enjoys the movies. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's the way that it should be. If you like the movies, yeah. then you like the movies. If you like the movies and the comics, then that's great. You don't have to prove your credibility to anybody. And it's no. unfortunate that there is that need out there to do that because it shouldn't be the case. But in this case, I feel like it's kind of an interesting thing for her to do after the movies are all done. Obviously Fox is not doing any more X-Men movies. Um, I do think they're going to, the characters are going to get a little bit better treatment under Marvel studios. Uh, yeah, I hope so. I hope so too. I think aside from not knowing that Psylocke has a twin brother, Fox just didn't understand their characters. They've tried the dark Phoenix storyline now twice and it has bombed both times. So yes. Um, let's see if Marvel can do it right. <laughs> I knows? hope they don't do it. I really hope they don't <laughs> at least, at least wait like 20 years, please. Or something. Yeah. Give us, they'll, give us some want, time. They'll want some time between this and whenever they do it, because obviously they want everyone to forget this one. So, yeah. I mean, let's see Avengers versus X-Men or, or oh, some, I would love that. Yeah. some other storyline before we get a Dark Phoenix storyline. Just please not Dark Phoenix again. That's that well has has run dry. But you'd have to you'd have to change up the X-Men, the Avengers versus X-Men storyline a little bit because that involves the Phoenix Force. So you'd have to introduce the Phoenix Force somehow. Oh, that's true. Dang. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Marvel's got a, I, I have all the faith in the world that Marvel's got a master plan for all of it. I'm sure yeah. they do. Uh, it's whatever they do, it can't be worse than what Fox has done. No. It really cannot. Um, and of course, you know, that holds true with Fantastic Four as well. Yep. Now, for those who are wondering, uh, you may know Psylocke's twin brother uh, as Captain Britain. So. Yep. Just just a heads up there. Uh, there's no gatekeeping. <laughs> no. If you didn't know, that's his name. Yeah, that that is who that is. Uh, so now you know, and knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe. <laughs> now, you mentioned Wolverine a moment ago. I did. Uh, there are some rumors out there that Taron Egerton may be the next Wolverine. Is that how you say his name? Egerton? Edgerton? I don't know. I think it's Egerton. I don't know. Uh, the dude who played um the dude who played uh Elton John in Rocketman. Uh yep. he was also in in Kingsman. He 
he is rumored uh, based on a tweet from Mark Miller, uh, the comic book artist uh, mm-hmm. or comic book writer, excuse me, saying that he will be the next Wolverine. And he actually has called a few different things in the past saying that he's yeah. never wrong. And so there are some he's got a history of being right on this kind of stuff. Uh, I don't want to spend a ton of time on this, but what are your thoughts on this here? Yeah, I don't know. That would be an interesting choice to go from pl- playing Elton John to playing Wolverine is kind of a big switch in roles, but I mean, it's possible. Um, I would rather see someone that maybe hasn't established themselves a whole lot yet. I mean, Hugh Jackman, when he took up the role, hadn't really played anybody else. I mean, that was kind of his big breakout role. Um so I'd kind of like to see something like that again, somebody that we haven't heard of take it up and just be perfect and what everybody's looking for. But, you know, I don't know that he's, that he's gritty enough. I just, yeah. When I think of Wolverine, I think of, of a gritty little midget. I mean, Wolverine's <laughs> like five feet tall. Yeah. He's not very tall. That's true. And I mean, he's about as, as wide as he is tall. Uh, and of course, mm-hmm. that's like solid muscle, but yep. I just, I don't see this. And I don't. Of, of course, you know, I had only known Hugh Jackman from like romantic comedies back in the day. Yeah. Well, and, and Egerton himself has said this is pure speculation. He hasn't been contacted by Marvel. He has, you know, he says he's, he'd be happy to do it, but he even himself says he doesn't feel like he's grisly or gritty enough to play the role. So um, I would be surprised if this ends up being true. Yeah. But so. I guess time will tell it could be, it could be um, a fun casting though. I mean, he's proven he can do the action with Kingsman. So yeah, yeah, it, it could be fun. I do enjoy the Kingsman movies. Those are, those are some fun movies out there. Yeah. Um, one more movie here I want to talk about. No, you don't. I, I do. No, I, no, I we really don't. Wanna, Nobody wants to talk about it. I really want to see your face as we discuss this. Oh, man. Okay. So, Cats. Yes. What the crap is this thing? Now, Nightmares cats, is what cat, it is. Cats on Broadway. Was yeah. like long running. It was on Broadway for, I don't know, 20 plus years. Yeah, it's the longest. I think it was the longest running Broadway musical they did a broadway version of phantom of the opera mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. they did one of les miserables starring mm-hmm. hugh jackman um mm-hmm. and both were successful to some extent mm-hmm. i i find it very difficult to reconcile the fact that joel schumacher did two of the absolute worst batman films mm-hmm. and then did phantom of the opera Mm-hmm. I, I can't wrap my brain around that uh, because I enjoy Phantom of the Opera so much and I hate those Batman movies he did so much. Well, I, 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 I'm I okay with the fact that somebody could be really good at directing a Broadway musical but not great at directing a Batman movie. Like that seems to make sense in my mind. When you say it that way, okay, yeah, that does make sense. But the trailer for Cats came out and I didn't know they were making this into a into a theatrical release. But they've got like big names in it. Dame Judi Dench, Idris Elba, Ian McKellen, mm-hmm. uh, Rebel Wilson. They've got uh, Taylor Swift, James Corden. Mm-hmm. 
and I'm thinking Jennifer to myself Hudson. as I watch this trailer, what fresh hell are they unleashing on the world with this? So I watched the trailer again tonight just to kind of have it fresh on my mind. Um, also because I don't like to sleep at night. Um, and I, I don't, there are, there's an audience out there that loves cats. There's a reason why it was the longest running Broadway show because it made money for a really long time and a lot of money. And this movie is going to make a lot of money because of those fans. I've never been one of those fans. And so I look at this, I'm like, I have zero desire to go see it, but there are going to be people that are going to go and they're going to come in droves and they're going to be old. And that's not fair. They're, they're going to be the right audience is what they're going to be. No, they aren't going to be furries. (laughs) No, no, they're not. This is my grandma. Her favorite musical was cats. She loved cats and she had a freaky little, she went and saw the show and she got this like head that put that you put up on the wall. That was what somebody painted up as one of the cat characters. And so anyway, she, she like had a mounted cat yeah, head on her wall. Yeah, it's bizarre, but she was into it. And the thing is, is she's not alone. And there are a lot of people who really, really love this show. And while the CGI looks really weird to us and it does, it's not any weirder than the costumes they wore on the Broadway musical. It's just taken to the next level. I think it looks bizarre. I agree. But I think the the movie itself is going to make a lot of money. It's going to be a huge hit. I do not disagree with that. I think this is going to be a very divisive movie. Mm-hmm. It's going to have a group of people who, like me, expect the theater to be full of nothing but furries. It's not going to be furries. This isn't. I get why you're saying it, but I get that they look like furries. But I promise, I'm, it's not. I'm telling you, dude. It's, no. you're going to have you're going to have like news stations camped out, and you're going to have people dressed as furries walking in and out of the theater. Ah. I'm telling you, mark my words, furries no, will be there. No, it's going to be your grandma's going. That's what it's going to be. Like it's going to be. The same audience that saw it for 20 years on Broadway. I'd be surprised if the theaters are full of furries. If I'm wrong, I'll eat my hat. I don't have a hat on, but I'll eat my hat if I'm wrong. Oh, man. I hope you like hats. <laughs> oh, geez. But yeah, I, I think I think this is like, this is just like the best thing for furries. But speaking of, <laughs> speaking of the CGI in this. Yeah. I mean, I never saw the Broadway play and I, I love Broadway musicals. I, I really do. I think that I think theater is just a very enjoyable uh, form of art. I, I enjoy going to plays. I, I enjoy all that stuff. But Cats is one that has always freaked me out. And I mm-hmm. love uh, the final season of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Okay. And, where they have the whole knockoff cats on Broadway and it, it kind of just makes fun of the whole, the whole cats thing, Yeah, which I don't know if you've seen that or not, but it's, it's absolutely brilliant. You, you really need to watch it. And I hope I didn't just spoil it for everybody, but um, 
dude, it's been out for like months now. So I think spoiler warnings um, are yeah, not. I think, you're, I think, I think I'm you're safe. Fine. I'll tell you what, though. Jennifer Hudson singing Memory is amazing. I mean, she's got a killer voice. Yeah. And that song has always been an amazing song, uh, a haunting, um, beautiful song. And so that alone makes that trailer worth watching. You just like turn on the sound and close your eyes and it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Don't watch the trailer. Just listen to the music. (laughs) Please don't watch the trailer. But the CGI in this is disturbing to me, not because of the fact that it's like furries basically dancing around on on the screen move on past the furries but because i mean that's all this play is it's a bunch Mm -hmm. of furries dancing around up on broadway Uh, and and i've i've always struggled with that but ever since i was a little kid it just creeped me out but the cgi in this just it does not look good to me it looks really it looks like it's and, – and I could only bring myself to watch the trailer once. Mm-hmm. And so maybe if I can like force myself to watch it multiple times, I'll get past it. But it seems like something is very much off with, yeah. the, with the CGI. And from what I can – from what I've read and what I've, what I've seen is they're dressed up wearing the costumes. Yeah. But then they actually put CGI over the costumes as well. Yeah, I think it seems out of sync or something to me. Um, I don't know if it's the animation that does it for me. I think the set pieces are a little bit weird, um, because they are supposed to be like bigger because they're supposed to be the size of the people are supposed to be the size of house cats. So they've tried to make the the set pieces proportionately bigger, but it looks like a really well done. Broadway set piece more than a movie set piece, which is interesting because the director, Tom Hooper, also directed Les Mis, where, you know, a lot of that was much more real looking, like actual scenes and sets and supposed to be set in the real world. This feels like it's more on a stage from what I can see. And I think for me, that's what feels off a little bit, but I don't know how you do this play any other way or this movie any other way. So, but the animation is... I don't know what to think about it yet. Yeah, this is just oh boy. I I no oh, I I don't know that I'll ever ever be able to bring myself to watch this one. I mean, it does have an amazing cast. But, yeah. Oh, I just it's ooh. it's going to be huge. People are going to pay lots of money to see this lots of times. I think you're right there. Yeah. I won't be one of those people, but I think there will be a lot of people that go see this. I Yeah, I, I do not disagree with you. Um, but yeah, this is going to be one of those things that will cause nightmares for a lot of people. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is, this is going to cause nightmares. In fact, for me, um, I think it's going to cause nightmares after just watching the trailer one time. Oh boy. Oh boy. Um, so, you know, I think we've got some other stuff, but I think on that nightmare fuel, I'm going to just call it a show because I can't get into Russia and politics and people wanting to look 85 years old. Seems like it's over anyway. Nobody's doing face app anymore. That lasted two days and it's, it's past. Yeah. But if you're interested, lawmakers 
Democratic lawmakers specifically want FaceApp to be investigated because Russia. Yeah. Um, so I'll stick I'll stick the the link in the show notes if you're interested. But um, yeah, that's that's the show. So thanks, Jake, for filling in. Absolutely, and, anytime. And yeah, I I had to talk about cats with you because um, <laughs> there there's a reason I'm a dog person. <laughs> There's a reason I'm a dog person. I don't know that if this was about dogs and these were dog people running around, I don't know that it'd be any better. It'd still be creepy and weird. That might almost be worse, actually. (laughs) (laughs) That might almost be worse. Uh, But yeah, uh, if you guys want to hear more of Jake, uh, go check him out at Movies That Make Us Podcast. Uh, You can check out the link over at stolendroids.com or wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, he's also on Twitter at Movies Make Us. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's right, isn't it? Movies Make Us at Twitter? Yeah, at Movies Make Us, yep. And then uh, Facebook and Instagram at Movies That Make Us. Mm-hmm. So yeah, go check him out. And yeah, he does a great show. Uh, I got to say, your, your Willy Wonka episode... Uh, was probably one of my favorites. Yeah, that one turned out really well. I like that one. I got to say, I say that about your show, I think, every week. I think this one <laughs> was my favorite. So, yeah. Oh, it's fun to do, for sure. If, so. it, if every week I say that, that just means you guys are getting better every week. So keep up the good work. Um, <laughs> and if you have any thoughts about this week's episode uh, of Soul and Joy's podcast, go ahead and send them to us at feedback at stolendroids.com. If you have any tech related questions, go ahead and send those to us as well. We're happy to answer them. And if you haven't already, please go ahead and subscribe to Soul Droids Podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, pretty much everywhere else, Stitcher, uh, you know, wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, the fact that you are listening to us, though, tells us that you already know where to get podcasts from. So you probably already know where that is. But while you're there, please be sure to leave us a rating and review so that others know what you think about us. And if you do that, please, please, please send us an email to feedback at stolendroids.com and let us know that you did leave us a review or a rating. And we will put you in a drawing for a free T-shirt. And don't not forget, a bad to, deal. It's really not. I mean, free T-shirt for just writing some words. You know, we we will take all ratings, uh, the one star ones. Uh, we do prefer the five star ones, but you know, if you think we suck, <laughs> you can say that too, and we'll still put you in the in the running for the for the free T-shirt. But you know, we do like the five star ones better than the one star. Well, sure. Who doesn't? Who doesn't like the five star better than the one star? Exactly. Exactly. Nobody likes to be told they suck, but hey, you know, we'll take what we can get. And (laughs) (laughs) and don't forget to check us out on social media. We are on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Stolen Droids. And don't forget to check us out over at StolenDroids.com. You can hear episodes of podcasts and we occasionally post some new stuff there as well. We have been a little bit slow with that recently just with all of the moving stuff and lives have been flipped upside down as of late so we will start posting more stuff there uh here in the coming weeks hopefully uh but uh we will be back with another episode next week 
And until then, be good to each other. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.